Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, my name is Aid, and I will be one of your genial and eloquent hosts for this evening. Uh, I say this evening, it's a, a mini heatwave here in the UK and it's blistering hot and uh, yeah, fun, fun, fun. But I'm not going to complain because, you know, we don't get that very often, so we might as well enjoy it while we can. Um, however, I, whilst it, uh, it, it may not be good weather for ducks, it also probably isn't good weather for gardeners, is it? <laughs> no, it stinks. I am going to complain because it's too bleeping <laughs> hot and um, yeah, I and the worst thing is as a gardener, getting hot and sweaty is unpleasant, but getting hot and sweaty and then just adding dust <laughs> into the mix, you just end up coated in this patina and then you get in the shower at the end of the day and the water runs black. It's great. I love it. When's winter coming? Oh. So what I'm seeing on my screen right now then isn't a suntan. No, no, that is 100% ingrained dirt at this point, yeah. I mean, it nice. works. You get the same effect. So I'm thinking of yeah. merchandising it as a way of making a profit in the future. Come and just get filthy instead of getting a tan. It's Come great. out to the countryside and roll around in some soil. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. It's great. Oh, living the dream. That is a great business opportunity you've got there. You could, you know, you could probably collect quite a lot of people from the railway station in the back of your van and take them out to a field somewhere, mm. hose them down, let them roll around. As long as people want that classic farmer's tan look, obviously that's the other thing that goes with my tan is that if I go anywhere without my shirt on at the moment, it just looks like I'm wearing a white t-shirt. Because... See, see, see what you, what you really want to do is you want to upgrade that to a tennis coach's tan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're not a farmer, you're a tennis coach. Yeah, right? that's you a good idea. Idea. That's much yeah, more in keeping you know. with the area, actually. I think I could definitely get away with that. <laughs> and and charge <laughs> double for what my services are. Well, there you go, then. Yeah, it's a good career move. It's a good career move. Mm -hmm. Right, anyway, um, I, I can't say that I'm digressing because I don't think we actually started in, really, on anything sensible yet, did we? <laughs> um, so how about, how about we do that? Because you have lined up for us uh, this evening a super special guest. Yes, yes, certainly have. Um, really pleased to make this very clear introduction because this is one that could lead to confusion because we've got somebody here with a name which is very similar to somebody with a name in the photography community community that does kind of tangentially related stuff. So I want to say a big welcome to the podcast to James Lane, <laughs> not Jason Lane, nothing to do with Dry Place. This is James Lane. James, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm happy to be here. It's an absolute delight to have you here. Now, as I said, you are at least tangentially involved in similar stuff because you like working with chemicals. You're this this. So many things we want to talk to you about tonight because you do that full nutty professor thing in the dark, which I'm a big fan of. Um, but I think a good place to start off would be what you do for your day job, which is the Zone Imaging Lab, um, which is a bespoke film developing uh, business in London. Um, now, you're a young chap as opposed to one of the hoary old men, like, I don't know, Duncan, for example. Um, so I would love to hear how a fresh-faced young man has got into starting his own business as a, a film-developing lab in the first place. Um, that's a good, good shout. It was, it was an idea that floated around um, when I first started shooting film uh, around six years ago. I was like, I'd like to have my own lab one day. Um, but it, it never came to fruition um other things came in the way and I, I was just doing film photography as a hobby and then um a few years ago i decided okay i might as well launch it and see where it goes um i picked up quite a lot of um 
uh, knowledge along the way. I reckon. I reckon. Um, I spoke directly to um, a lot of uh, uh, retired Kodak or um, Ilford engineers who are still alive, and or I uh, read um, their research or information they shared on forums such as Fotrio. And uh, so I started learning from all of them, and then I was like, I think I might be ready to start my own lab. And I started off doing just bespoke black and white. I did that for a while. Um, I still have that reputation as a black and white guy <laughs> to this day, even though I'm I did in color as well. Um, yeah, that's that's how it, how it first started. Yeah. That's that's quite something because um, it's just like, oh yeah I just started it one day um, but let's <laughs> dig into that a little bit so you you you, you research you, you read loads of technical research papers then you contacted the authors of those papers uh, and you know um, milked them of their experience um, in in a positive sense um, that's that's really that's that's quite an in depth commitment you've made there to to the learning and and the craft isn't it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've always loved chemistry. Um, that's that was one of the things which, which um, um, attracted me to film photography in the first place. It wasn't only, but one of the main ones. Um, and I just wanted to know more. And I was like, there has to be more than just the regurgitated stuff you find on the internet and and what YouTube to say. <laughs> Um, uh, there's definitely more to life than the internet and youtube there's podcasts yeah. too <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's um i i figured you know what's best way um then to contact um you know for, for true masters um or, or if they're, if they're no longer around at least uh, look at the information they've left behind uh, it gave me different, in yeah, give me a different insight and better understanding how to do things and uh, and go beyond that. Um, just following a you know massive dev chart, you know, uh, and uh, for offered guidelines. Yeah. So that's so so so. Did you just sort of jump in and go one day? Okay. Okay. Did you say to a mate, give us ten quid and a roll of film, and I'll give you some prints back? Is that how it got? Yeah. It was, or did you did you have to do years of practice first, or is it something that came quite naturally? I say uh, it just came na uh, naturally. I I decided to do it small scale. Um, yeah. I, I kind of yeah, you could say I did it a few for some friends, but not major. I. Um, I, I I started started the lab. It was in my his parents' basement. Still is, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, uh, I had oh yeah I had you know I had the larger the um, yeah lots of Patterson tanks and all of that and uh, um, yeah that's how, that's that's how um, I first started. Well, technically I first started in the in in the bathroom. Uh, when it was just me, just my own stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, well, that's well, cool. I, so I hit, I have it on good authority that Jeff Bezos started in his mum's basement as well, and he went to space today. So <laughs> figure, because uh, <laughs> yeah, he stays there. Level, though. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so so I, I uh, so I started. I made a website, and I then went on to Facebook groups, and I said, "Hey, I've started a film lab." Um, and uh yeah come check me out i 
I, I can do bespoke black, black and white, and people found that interesting. Um, yeah, and it went on from there, really. I've got a couple of questions. The first is, um, how terrifying was it when you started getting people's filming that you didn't know? It's one thing when you're doing it for your mates, because you can kind of go, ah, this went wrong, sorry, let me buy you a beer. But when it's somebody who you don't know, who maybe has seen your advert on Facebook or whatever, and send in their film, and there's this level of trust, because they're trusting you with their precious photographs, how worrying was that to you? In the in the first days of this, or were you always fairly? Did you always have a fairly laissez-faire attitude towards it? I actually wasn't that worried for black and white when it when I first when I started doing color services, then um, that was much more stressful. Um, even if I had a machine, because uh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, for black and white, I very rarely make mistakes and. Um, well, when I'm hand developing, mm-hmm. uh, I think I pretty much um, lost. Oh, I, I have, yeah, I, everyone makes mistakes, but um, um, it's been like maybe once a year. Uh, that's with all the film coming my way. And before I started the lab, I hadn't made a mistake for three years. Uh, and the other uh, thing, so- yeah, the, the other thing uh, I wanted to ask you about because a big feature of what you do that is different from most of the other labs is that as you said a couple of times is you're offering a bespoke black and white service you're using a number of different developers with different characteristics so that people can really get things looking how they want um and these are um choices that you've arrived at based on years of quite in-depth research and experimentation um how how do people who haven't done this, know, I suppose, how do they know what they want? How how can, because I would imagine if people are looking to get film developed, it's because they're not wanting to do it themselves. So the likelihood is that there's less knowledge of, than somebody who's just doing their own anyway. How are you able to say to people, okay, what do you want and get a useful answer back from them, I suppose? Uh, yeah, that that is a good question. I, I well, I have a page dedicated just about to all six developers with a description, a, a few paragraphs on each, like uh, trying to just describe the characteristics of them and maybe what sort of situations that they would be most appropriate for. Um, and then I'm always happy to sit down and chat to the customer if they want to call me directly. Which happens quite often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm not, yeah. I wonder if they actually read that page, but it doesn't matter. I'm happy to, happy to um, talk to like directly to them. Yeah, and uh, we sort of work together, see what might be best for them. Can you talk about the choice of developers that you landed on? Because um, out of the six that I can see on this page, four of them are very familiar names Rodnall, d76 mike fenn and next doll but there's a couple on here that um one i've never heard of at all and one i've only heard of because mark beadle who is somebody who's the person who i want to say thank you to because he got us in touch in the first place he said oh you should give this a try with these films so can you tell me a bit about the thornton two bath custom modified and 510 pyro okay i'll start with the first one mm-hmm. um so uh, Force and Two Bath, um, it's well, it's a, in a Two Bath uh, developer category. 
there's not actually a true two bath developer because there is some de uh, developing action happening in the first bath. A, a true two bath developer for developing only happens in the second bath. Um, first bath is uh, first bath is all developer uh, agents, and then the second bath is alkali. That's that's how we we usually are. Um, so. Uh, uh, the whole idea of uh, Fortin 2 bath is that it gives a one-stop film speed increase. So uh, your HP5 becomes um, ISO 800 um, right away. And uh, uh, I use that because it's very good for pushing. It's actually better than microfen um, in my experience, um, especially with a custom modified version uh, that I picked up from one of my mentors, um, Rudiger uh, Hartung. Uh, he, um, uh, yeah, so he, he, he taught me um, how to use Fortin 2 bath and, uh, his, and the methods. And, um, actually, well, he didn't really share f f uh, for a long time his method. I, I had to sort of learn to mimic it over time. But uh, it, um, I found that without I'm able to uh, redevelop it like a cycle over and over again, you're able to get uh, several pushes without much of an increase of contrast or grain, mm -hmm. which, which is really, really handy. And um, you'll and other than the tonality, you'll get a different look to the grain compared to microfen. Microfen it has a very high sulfite content. And that ends up dissolving the grain, so it looks a bit mushy. And uh, well, Fortin Two Bath, it's much, it it looks a bit finer and and sharper as well. That's good. And also, it's called the Thornton Two Bath. Which yes, it's, it's named just... after, yeah, it's named after Barry Fortin. Um, it, I could go more into like how it came about. Um, it uh, it was uh, meant to be a modified. Um, a modified sort of upgrade to um, divided um, or two uh, divided is another name for a two bath developer. Um, divided uh, D twenty three, um, which is a, a codec developer uh, made uh, shortly after D seventy six, and uh, he was trying to find um, the best balance uh, of um, sodium sulfite concentration to uh, have uh, better sharpness uh, about an in in increase in graininess. So, yeah, um, that's how it came about. That's awesome. And the other one, which I know is something that you have quite a strong involvement with, is the hashtag 510pyro. <laughs> yes. Um, so, 510pyro. Um, I might go on for a while for this one. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm the official manufacturer of it, uh, for starters. Um, for a long time, I was using it for uh, just personal film and customer film, uh, like um, it had been for quite a while. Fight uh, um, Empire was only, it was kind of restricted just to people who make the developers themselves. So it has been around for a while. Well, uh, where to start? Where to start with it? It's uh... actually what? Yeah, what would be a really good place to start for um, for everybody else? Not for me and Aid because we know what oh, Pyro yeah, developer is. About it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Aid and I we we practically drink the stuff. But for everybody yeah. else, can you just explain 
what a pyro developer is, please. Is it one like a flaming drambuie where you just set it on fire? <laughs> yes. Okay, no, a pyro developer does not mean, yeah, fire. Um, it, pyro is uh, abbreviation of py- pyroglob. And pyroglob was, uh, they were the first ever uh, developers, actually. Um, uh, they go back 150 years. And uh, they fell out of fashion in the 20s, when, uh, particularly when D76 came out. Um, so the, that was the rise of the MQ uh, or metal hydroquinone um, developers. Um, but uh, pyro developers, what they are um, uh, basically are developers which will uh, stain, staining, uh, staining developers. They will stain the negatives. Um, uh, there are two, you can say, pyro, pyro developers. There's the pyro galol base, and then there's a the pyro catechol based um, abbreviation for pyrocatechol is catechol. Um, so you would then get confused between the two. And usually what happens with um, pyrogalol um, developers, you'll get a yellowy brown um, stain and uh, catechol, you'll get a more of a yellowy green stain. And uh, that's always been quite beneficial, particularly with variable contrast printing papers with a stain. Um, because it uh, uh, it will act as a uh, um, like an inbuilt uh, low contrast printing filter, mm-hmm. and uh, if it's formulated right, you can make the stain be proportional with uh, the density of it. So uh, there's only been a few de- developers which uh, pyro developers which have been formulated to do this uh, very well, and the the most recent three being Phygen Pyro, PyroCat HD, and PMK. And uh, uh, yeah, all three are being sold commercially now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, so that's the, uh, is that uh, enough of sort of the background of yeah. power development? Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, um, that's in them in general. Uh, and then there's a lot of advantage, other advantages of power developers. Um, uh, with Fight Empire, particularly, uh, should I go into more detail on on that? Or? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, well, yeah the thing that I've always heard that is that the pyro developers are you have to be more careful with them um, yes. than with ordinary developers. So, uh, as I said, I got recommended by Mark that I should give give it a go with some of these films he recommended. So, the thing, I mean, basically, I've just got you on here tonight because I want to know why I should try pyro. <laughs> but so. Why would somebody choose to use Pyro rather than another easier to handle developer? Um, and what is it about it that makes it difficult to use, or do you have to be more careful with it? I suppose. Well, with Python, Pyro is actually easier to use than most developers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, you have to be careful with it um, because um, uh, uh, well, well, pure Pyro galore is very toxic. And even though it's the the stock is being um, it, it's uh, uh, it, it's diluted, uh, um, uh, the stock can still be quite um, quite toxic if you um, were to like pour it on your hand or something like that. Your mm-hmm. bare skin. So you, yeah, you don't want to be um, putting in contact with your skin. Um, uh, and when you uh, dilute it, you dilute it a lot. It, the, the, the strongest dilution is one to one hundred. So um, you should still be wearing gloves 
and all of that, but uh, uh, it gets it's, it's very weak um, when you get to that point. I mean, one to one hundred, and you can go all the way to one to five hundred. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, 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 you, yeah, it's it's um, you can say it's similar safety precautions just using any other developer. Most developers today are PQ. Um, so um, Fenada and Hydroquinone and, Hy and Hydroquinone is um, uh, is a, is a, is it's is, um, carcinogenic. Um, I thought that was the stuff that we drank to cure COVID. Wasn't that what we were doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was hydro. That was uh, oh, hydrochloroquine, wasn't it? Hydrochloroquine. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. damn it! <laughs> no wonder I didn't get better. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then there's rodinol, which is also carcinogenic. So it's really uh, when you're using when you're using both, it's not much different uh, in terms of toxicity uh, when, uh, at the working solution level. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, be rest assured for that. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just basic safe, safety precautions, and you'll be fine. I love the so, fact that your reassuring talk wasn't so much along the lines of "Don't worry, this isn't harmful." It was more of, "Oh, guys, just be aware, all of this other stuff's mad toxic." <laughs> <laughs> <You're> being... <laughs> well, uh, if you look at like ID eleven, the packets, um, Ilford has literally dedicated like to the box, like half of it to um <laughs> health and safety um so yeah uh yeah so uh, it, yeah it, i mean it's you know we'll just be careful really um and to be fair like um, household products uh, we use daily they're, they're actually much worse anyway um for, for the health um you just have to put it out there as a disclaimer you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yeah in terms of easy of use um fighting pirates they very easy um uh, you either can chuck it in a rotary processor or when you're hand developing most um, films uh, you can just do a semi-stand it's just one minute con uh, continuous at the beginning and then just one agitation at the 10th minute or the 20th minute um, very rarely they'll, it'll go up to 30 minutes but most developing times are 11 to 16 minutes so, uh, so it's very 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 easy um, uh, and lazy <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a dream to work with. Um, yeah, you just have to use a, a sponge to measure it. Um, but uh, yeah, so what was the other question again? Why? Why was Mark recommending I should get some? I think he was particularly recommending it for some Russian films, some Tasma that he had sent me. Um, but I know you recommend it for a variety of films. Particularly, it seems to be lower speed films. Um, yeah. And and not Berger or Burger or either of those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does very well with most films. Um, so it will work with with um, 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 conventional ISO four hundred speed films and P thirty two hundred and Delta thirty two hundred. Uh, but where it really shines is where you uh, get the best benefit. Is uh, with the slowest speed, uh, slowest films and the T grain films, so Delta four hundred and T Max four hundred. Um, Delta four hundred literally goes grainless. Um, so uh, yeah, so this is what where it shines. It's very very fine grained, um, uh, and uh, I think with uh, uh, so Rudiger Hasgren, he 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 did a lot of the testing actually with the five with five Empire. 
and he found um i haven't tested personally yet but um he found that with kentmere 100 short as 50 uh you have to magnify the film 160 times to see the grain <laughs> yeah so it's very very just, just just out of curiosity you magnify it 160 times yeah so let's do some arithmetic if if the assuming that's like a 35 mil neg so that's 36 millimeters on the long the long side isn't it so that's a hundred and I can't do that. You, you started out down this. You'd have to have a print about, I don't know, about eight feet wide or something ridiculous like that, wouldn't it? Before you could see, that's incredible. That would be pretty great. That would be a big, big ass neg. And um, it sounds like a, it's the kind of developer that even you you could use. Because if you just get it started, stick it in, and then you have to look back on it once every 10 minutes, easy. Even you could get on that one. Yeah, we've been yeah. done this. We've been, we've had this conversation <laughs> many times over the years, where everybody goes, "It's so easy, even Aid could do it." Yes, but what you you haven't is it is it motivational? Because really, my, my I think most of my issues with doing my own development are motivational. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I failed so badly that one time you came down like, "Look, this is going to be so easy to do," and then it wasn't. Oh man, that's okay. That's all right because the thing is that so so the conversation we can have with James is is two sided, isn't it? Which is what I like. So that yeah, we can have the conversation about the chemistry and about the yeah and about the characteristics of it and what it means for people using these products and 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 why and when they they would buy some 510 pyro um you know i what i'm liking uh, especially um uh, a good job you pointed us to this page on the website james uh which is you know the, the page of all the different developers that you use because mm. I'm, I'm loving that you've got some some customer facing let's call it customer facing notes here about what it might yeah what each developer might be good for and you know to help help people make a choice and you know uh like, you know little little great one-liners like you know um don't give me don't use this one with 400 films or, or higher because you'll get gritty grain galore which is a fantastic alliteration if nothing else so this is like a poetry on the website as well as chemistry i like it you're yeah. a renaissance man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I yeah i wrote all those um descriptions yeah that um uh, I I I I uh, I got a bit distracted earlier, and I didn't manage, didn't manage to finish um, the advantage of five ten pyro. Um, if you don't mind going back to it, no, no, no go for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. keep going. Yeah, uh, yes. Um, so um, it's also very very sharp, uh, as in um, uh, uh, actually, I believe it's one of the sharpest pyro ones as well. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so when you're Print, you can print extremely large and you won't lose any of that high micro contrast as well and uh i know the viewers can't see it but this is the bottle here that's 30 to 100 films 30 to 100 films from one bottle okay as you said very you can see how small that is that's like a 100 mil bottle yeah you get that on an yeah, bottle, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, i'm assuming it's one obviously one shot each one. Oh yeah it's one shot yeah yes yeah. yeah, so it's one shot um and uh so and uh that has a shelf life up to 10 years i put five yes. years to be conservative yeah and and even then i i just say best before uh, uh it, you could it could go past actually 10 years but, um, that's like five yeah. films a week best, best yeah. before <laughs> the next pandemic um because <laughs> yeah. th this is something we should make uh, obviously you're very fond of this developer um and yeah. you are, am I right saying you're the sole person making this developer in the UK? Um, 
Or the sole person licensed to make it to sell, perhaps is. Uh, yeah, I got got permission from from Jay. He, he was the one who invented it um, to to yeah to manufacture it and sell it. Um, there is a one other manufacturer here in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So this is something that I can buy from you and have a go with myself and wear gloves. Obviously, be very careful, but. Um, <laughs> But it's, I mean, the fact that it's got a 10-year life expectancy, 5 to 10-year life, that seems perfect for some of me because even though it is a tiny bottle, it's going to last a long time. But if it just can sit there, that sounds ideal. Yeah. A lot of people are going through very quickly first, so it doesn't actually matter. Mm. Um, there's, um, yeah, one of my earlier customers, he bought the 100-millimeter bottle, and then a few weeks later, it's like, can I buy the 500? <laughs> um, How many filters? You just said that would, like, do... 3000 plus films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, to get the maximum uses out of it, you're going to have to, if you're hand developing, you're going to have to use up one to 500. Um, or uh, or you have to use a um, rotary machine, which are, which are very efficient. Um, so like a Jobo or something. But um, yeah, so but the 100, 100, 100 films for, for 100 millimeter, um, bottle it's is the maximum uses you can get out of it because you need to uh have a minimum one milliliter per roll of fill gotcha right okay yeah still quite a lot it's still quite a lot still more than i shoot yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. gold crumbs yes it's definitely um oh crumbs my brain just went completely sideways there on me um so you're supplying this stuff people can get in touch with you order this stuff uh, at least in the UK, are you shipping to the EU as well? Uh, I like to eventually um, soon. Soon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I'm. I still uh, yet to um, sort out an SDS um, to be able to ship internationally. Of so, course, um, yeah. So yeah. there are several retailers which do want it. Uh, I just tell them I, I can't do it just yet because I don't have SDS. Um, ready for that um Mm -hmm. so yeah um i hope to do it soon (laughs) very soon Uh, on your website you say that if people don't give a request for what developer they'd like to use that by default i think you're going to use xtol for the roll films and the um 510 pyro for sheet film yeah why those as your default choices Um, well, for a roll film, uh, uh, reason why I picked XTOL, I, I kind of bounced between XTOL and Replenish D76 and eventually went decided with XTOL. It's, it's just um, easier to use and um, uh, it's more eco friendly than D76. I, uh, when I actually actually for D76 when I'm using it one one to one, I actually make a separate D76 and I make it without the carcinogen um, <laughs> hydrocodone. It's a, uh, <laughs> that's uh, the uh, fun bit. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, called D76H. Um, it's but it's been modified, so it's it's very similar uh, in results. Just slightly lower contrast and higher is the only difference. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, it's cheaper as well to make uh, <laughs> uh, compared to uh, to the original D76. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I, I th that for the XTOL, that's the reason why I use XTOL for raw film. It's just simpler to use. It's 70 um, milliliters to, re to replenish. Um, uh, D76, I had to, with a replenisher, I ha you have to make it a separate replenisher. XTOL can self replenish, it's much it's simpler that way. And then uh, it was 22 milliliters per roll, you know, so it's not as a round nice round number. Um, and uh, when it comes to sheet film, photon pyro, um, well, I've got times for all the sheet films, and photon pyro is the, is the cheapest, cheapest developer for me to use because I'm manufacturing it. And and frankly, it's in my view, it gives best results. Mm -hmm. um, it's finer grain than next toll, um, and. Uh, yeah, um, if, if, uh, and, and so finer grained and sharper for Nextall. And if people want Nextall or D76 instead, they can always ask for it. Why don't you tend to use the pyro for the roll film, though? Um, because I'm hand developing and it just would take too much time. Gotcha, gotcha. And I don't, I don't have times for everything. And I said there's some films that are incompatible, so like Burger Pancro. 400 it won't work at all with um with pyro developers because of the double emulsion uh there's another thing with pyro developers what they do is they um harden harden uh, the gelatin uh which is good and bad um in developing um so it, it says it, the only the bad thing is if uh you've got a thick emulsion or a very thick emulsion or a double emulsion like burger pancre um they, but there's several advantages of the, of the hardening is that um, it actually leads to the sharper looking images um, because it uh, stops um, light scattering and then it also protects the film from damage and also stops too much developing happening in the highlights so there's less grain um, happening in, in the highlights because the more an area is developed the more grainy it, ha um, you get, it becomes and that's always been a traditional problem of developers and um, pirate developers they, they um, solve that problem uh, and uh, uh, yeah so um, uh, that, um, that's so when I'm get, someone sends me Burton Pancro I can't use 5gen pirate that's the a, that's a reason why gotcha. main reason Aid I'm really interested because you notoriously don't develop your own film outrageous um but how like when you're faced you, you said you like the fact that you've got this kind of almost menu of developers as somebody who sends their film away to be developed is this something that's appealing to you do you like the idea of going actually i'd like to i would you know th this is a, a stepping stone or, or a middle ground maybe rather than a stepping stone for you being able to get control over that aspect of it without having to do it yourself is that appealing to you yeah, I think you know it's this is really really good information you know for somebody who is a consumer of a service rather than a user of a product, right? So you know it's uh, I mean it, it just you know different types of different types of imagery, right? Different types of photographs. So so sometimes I I like to go out you know if I'm walking around a city and I'm shooting black and white and I want to do the whole fan ho thing and you know make it make uh, both the colors black and white and very little in between you know um you know to be able to 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 
to have some plain English information available from a lab service is is really useful. Um, uh, but and and you know, likewise, the the, the um, uh, I've lost it now. One of these ones somewhere says that it's really good for portraiture, hmm. and yeah, you know, that would be that's interesting to me as well because as you know, I like to make portraits, and so you want a little bit more detail in the portraits, don't you? So hmm. something uh, because as as a as a consumer of lab services sometimes it's it's difficult to know what the outcome is going to be and that's especially true with black and white films because c41 is a it yeah it it's a a reasonably standard process wherever you go isn't it yeah and there's some nuance in the scanning that you get done but you know the the film the the processing is going to be what the processing is going to be right so you know what your portraits are going to come back like you know what your ectar is going to come back like i'm not sure if fuji make any color film anymore so i don't know what those are going to come back like <laughs> but but you, you used to you be able check to say the time what, oh no it turns out the last 10 minutes they were you used to used to be able to i used to be reasonably confident of what my superior was going to come mm. back like right yeah so mm. and you know, with black and white, because there is so much more creative breadth, um, as, as a consumer of services, it's difficult to know what it is that's causing the images you like to be mm. the images you like or to have the you know to have to have the aesthetic that you like so yeah it's great mm. to be able to mm. yeah to be able to have this kind of information and to be able to say okay well what am i yeah what am i thinking here am i thinking you know i want it to be you know very um contrasty very blocky you know and and to to highlight the difference between you know the the shadows and the highlights uh or do i want something that's more nuanced so yeah they're all good as far as i can see it's the other yeah. side of the coin isn't it i mean you already get to make the choice about what film you want to use and make that creative choice and now you can using a service like pair it with that film and go okay this with this will get me the look that i want and you can yeah i think it's great i think it's a really useful service you mentioned color developing uh, this is something we should talk about actually because you make your own color developer as well don't you is that right james yeah and and, and the fixer as well i used to do bleach as well and then it was too much of a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh yeah um uh yeah so now it's yes yeah, develop and fixer um uh, fix is self-replenishing and uh developer yeah i'm making myself um it uh it came quite beneficial to me because of kodak supply problems mm -hmm. uh, a lot of labs have been panicking and some of them were calling me saying do you have any developer we can we can get off you because um uh because they know that i was i make my own i'm like sorry i can only make enough for myself mm. um, um i mean i would i would sell them if 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 i could but there's there's no way i i, I could make enough um so tell um, me why why would I well, what's the difference there with between what I would you know I've just described C forty one as you know a fairly standard process yeah, and a fairly yeah. standard outcome what, what's the difference that that your developer would I get stronger reds stronger reds okay yeah. uh yeah the reds come out much stronger and uh, some people say as well the colors look a bit more saturated as a well. whole how do your um, dev work with um, the cine film because that's always one of the things that the cine films there's a lot of differing opinion as to, I mean, I know there's the right answer as to what they should get developed in, but then other people go, no, develop them in paper developer. And obviously I've only developed them in C41 and the results have been okay from that. How do yours work with the cine films? Yeah, they look absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I'm getting the right colors when I'm, when I'm scanning. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, they look great. Um, like like um, any other developer, actually, it, the 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 Kodak films are actually uh, more optimized. Well, rather, the developers more optimized for the Kodak films because um, that's what I use for testing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, yeah, Fuji films look great as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, like uh, the, if you look at my website, um, you know, the guy singing that's Fuji Pro Four Hundred H push two stops. I mean, so look. Does look it still looks good, um, yeah. But uh, the, the it, I find personally, I just find the colors pop much more. And a lot of people say, like, um, but also something I noticed as well with Color Plus, uh, it looks um, completely different, like a whole new level. Um, people who traditionally didn't like Color Plus now they liked it because it way it came out comes out in um, my developer, which is uh, actually what I used to test the test the most uh, uh, the developer because it's the cheapest film uh, so um yeah so so uh, you get you get you'll get like stronger colors with it um a lot of people like for the fact that you get stronger reds fashion photographers like that um uh, one didn't but others do um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, there's nothing much more I can really say about the C41 developer. I, I started doing it over summer because I was bored. Um, <laughs> last summer, not this summer. Because um, uh, of lockdown, I had not, um, nothing was really happening much. Um, so uh, I decided, you know, I'll, uh, I'll maybe start offering C41 um, uh, services because more and more people were starting to self-develop because they had more free time on their hands. So I say like, I need to offer something different, um, well, more. Um, and then I still wanted to keep that theme of being different to all other labs. So that's why I started uh, making my own developer. Yeah. You just yeah. don't like an easy life, do you, James? How hard no. is it to make? I mean, I, I have no idea. How hard is it to make your own developer? Can I ask, can I add to that question? How yeah. hard is it to make your own developer in an unventilated basement without dying? Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> That's the most relevant that question, surely. Um, I wear a chemical mask when I'm making um, developers, so the C, which are toxic. At, uh, so the C41 um, and uh, any of the, the carcinogenic ones, really. Um, so if, if I'm making X-Toll, um, then no, I don't bother with, with a chemical mask or um, something like that. Yeah, but uh, making your developer, um, it's uh, it was trial, you can say trial and error. Uh, good thing about C41 is that it is close to being standardized. So what, um, what was different about this is that I had a slightly higher iodide content and slightly higher pH, and that's what led to the um, stronger colors. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, don't give away yeah. all your secrets. Yeah, that, that was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we'll all be dashing off to make our own C41. We definitely won't. Uh, I, I, put, I put the formula out. With, it's, uh, anyone can make it. Um, there's a member of the group who um, he makes it. Uh -huh. I love that. I, I love the fact that you are so open with sharing this stuff because you mentioned earlier about the fact that old, old Two Coats Thomas or whatever it was the name of that developer. That wasn't Two Coats <laughs> Thomas, but let's go with that. Um, the fact that the guy doing that was loath to actually share that knowledge with you. It's quite an old school mentality of 
mm, I don't really want to just give you all of this knowledge because... Oh, no, um, he, did, he did give it to me. Yeah, no, he did. He did, not yeah. Not just not all, uh, not just all of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, not not all of it. Okay, just let's yeah. left the one secret ingredient out. This yeah. is the bit that gives you cancer. You can't know what yeah. that bit is. Um, but you're you're sharing all your stuff out there. Um, the thing that I really want to come on to because it's just fascinating to me is this race that you are in. This two man race to develop. Am I right in saying what will be the sort of the first tablet form developer? That's something actually me and the, the inventor of 5chan Pyro, we've been, we've been working on independently. Um, mm -hmm. We have been sharing notes, or, well, comparing notes. Um, that's something we have been working on. Um, both We both had our successes and fa uh, failures. We haven't perfected it either each. So um, his one, he decided to make it look as professional looking as possible right from the start. And... Um, and he got like a good alkalinity, mm -hmm. uh, but his tablet would take seven minutes stirring continuously to dissolve. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. using a machine, you know, uh, not not by hand. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, that's not very helpful um, when you, for the cons consumer's point of view. Um, uh, but it, it does work quite well. And then my one, um, I went for a completely different approach. Uh, mine dissolves in 30 seconds, um, but it's way too powerful in alkalinity. So I'm still working on that. Yeah. But it's all using eco ingredients, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, what is the end goal of this? What, it, what are you both trying to achieve? Uh, for him, he just likes doing it for fun. Um, <laughs> that's his reason. Uh, yeah, um, he just spends all his time invent inventing developers. I've, I've lost count. He, he's actually just invented a finer grained version of 510 Pyro. Sent me the formula last week. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gonna need a stronger magnifying glass to use with that Kent yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but it, it, uh, I'm not going to make that. It, it was, it, 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 it's it actually quite difficult uh, uh, to make large batches of fight empire because um, of a high concentration. It takes very long time as well. This one would take even longer, um, and uh, it's also Pyrogalo. It's the most expensive photochemical chemical there is. Market retail price is three hundred and forty pounds per kilo. So um, uh, this one it uses. Um, Two and a half times more pyrogo. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I rub, yes, yeah, it won't be economical for me. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I might I might make it just, you know, for myself. Just yeah. Give it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, my thing, yeah. So I, I got into, yeah, for the whole um, making, yeah. Uh, for me, I always found making developers um, quite interesting and, and and fun. So I I started off, you know, just making ones that use this already. Um, uh, partly partly because of, you know fascination that I'm making it all myself, and also it was much cheaper um, <laughs> making myself. And um, uh, and uh, I I don't know as like uh, also it was a also due to lockdown boredom 
I, I started experimenting, uh, trying to make my own developers. <laughs> yeah, you can say it was a lockdown hobby. Um, most people did less nerdy things, though. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I got my inspiration for the tablet developer was actually um, from another friend of mine who taught me a lot about photochemistry. He made something called Pyrobutter, and that's what mine is based on. Um, inspiration. Um, that developer has a shelf life of 150 years, approximately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You say what, shelf what, what... life, I say half life. <laughs> yes, someone did say that once, actually. I told him about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. his way of um, testing it, he um, he took some Rodinal and that developer, and he left it in Arizona desert, um, and uh, it took f uh, three times longer for the pie button to go off um pyro yeah. butter can i just clarify i'm here it is yeah, pyro I, butter i actually have some down in the dark room and <laughs> it's it, in my it, fridge it looks like yeah it looked like very very toxic sugar covered um uh raisins it's uh, it sounds like something stuntmen would like paste and like <laughs> spread on the outside of their clothes before they set themselves on fire isn't it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so that was the, that was inspiration, but um, it was very complex, expensive uh, to make, and um, uh, and it wasn't that great as a developer. And that's what. So I'm trying basically trying to perfect it in the way and make it eco at the same time. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, because uh, you, I know when we talked about this, you said that you you are wanting to create something that is easy for people who are just starting off easy and safe for people who are just starting off to go okay all you have to do here's there's no measuring this is all you need yeah. one tablet in um like a dishwasher like a dishwasher yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah you just measure you have to, yeah you have to measure out how much water obviously mm. so. but yeah you just drop it in stir it um you could just leave it it will dissolve eventually you can just go off for 10 minutes or something watch tv um i i will just stir it um uh yeah but um it's nice and simple travel friendly that's the idea yeah travel friendly that's a good point as well if you can travel with something yeah that's not liquid oh, yeah pyro is also travel friendly i mean there's, there's <laughs> airports are 510 pyro available at, at zone imaging lab so make sure we get that out there zone imaging lab um so you're you're both working on this independently um yeah. it sounds like you've both solved different elements of it uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> in some ways a path forward seems to present itself but i don't know um do you think I, I know you're you are working hard at running a business as well which is definitely impeding on your time mm -hmm. is this something that you are um rather than just being a lockdown interest that you are pursuing that you know like, oh, i want i want to try and do this because this will be a funny how serious are you about this being a thing that you get to the end and go, look, no, I want I want this to be a thing that I can do and at some point in the future, as well as going to your shop and buying 510 Pyro, we'll also be able to buy, um, I was going to say James Butter, but that's not good. You probably don't have a better name than that. <laughs> uh, no, for the tablet developer, um, um, at the moment I'm calling it the same cubes, but um, that might change. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the idea they're going to be shaped like cubes because I'm, I, I've been putting them into uh, um, ice cube trays and shaped them. <laughs> so, uh, 
yeah. I hope you've got some level of separation. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was initially putting him into a jam jar, and it looks like peanut butter. Great. Uh, ah. So, uh, and I forgot to lay words, and my dad almost thought it was peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes yeah. so yes yeah, so go on go on james how serious are you about getting to the end with this is this a thing that you are d- like determined to make into a, a viable product because like i said you're a young man this could be your million dollar idea here zone cubes i don't know just yet if it'd be commercially viable just yet um because um it's like almost a solid already when i'm mixing it or towards the end and I have to find a way how to like, like on a mass scale, uh, sh- cut it and shape it in like you know the, the right sizes so you have the right weight. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that I have to figure that out. So at the moment, it's still experimental uh, stage, seeing if it can work, and then seeing if I can make it commercial. That's not, that's an, uh, a bridge to cross later. It sounds like a thing you should do, though. It sounds because it, it sounds like it would be a really useful thing. It sounds yeah. like a unique product that would be good to have on the market. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I don't know. I have a feeling Jay might might crack it um, before me. He's been inventing developers before I was born, so um, he's already moved on to the next thing: um, monobath tablets. Monobath. <laughs> so hang on to clarify. He hasn't actually cracked. The just developer tablets, so but he's already moving on to one of our tablets. Um, yeah, well, he he actually made two tablets, um, uh, uh, eager friendly ones. One he called Gramatol, uh, which is does work, um, so you do get normal developing times and it does take much quicker to to dissolve, mm-hmm. but um. It contains methyl, and then some pe- some of the old people still think that methyl causes dermatitis, so they uh, might not want to touch it. Um, well, the one I, I'm working on and the other one he, he did, which takes a long time to dissolve, it's, um, it's uh, uses the same um, developing ingredients as... Uh, well, not the same developing ingredients, the same developer... Uh, reducing agents um and um extol um and one of them takes a long time to dissolve in water um mine doesn't have that problem because i've already dissolved if i something else uh well his isn't um so um that's why mine dissolves much faster uh but uh uh He's he's kind of put it on the shelf for now because he says, "Oh, I've made Gramatol. That's an eco-friendly de- um, tablet developer. I'll move on." That's that's why. Yeah. So this is a tortoise and a hare situation, then, isn't it? Right. So you yeah. you 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 may uh, may may uh, have both cracked different elements of the problem, but the the one who actually goes on to finish is going to be the uh, yeah <laughs> the overall champion. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. I actually. Um, had an idea for possibly maybe doing fixer tablets in the future when I was walking a dog in my holiday. Um, this came to me, and I, I'm not sure if I'll go ahead with it. It depends. It, I'm not sure if it'll be stable. That's the problem. Um, but we'll. Oh well, we'll. We'll. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The eco-friendly side of things is is 
growing in importance, isn't it? A lot more people are becoming aware of the fact that the stuff that we use isn't. A lot of it is not environmentally friendly and um, to a lesser or greater extent, either to ourselves or to the planet when we dump it down the sink. But um, it's good to know that there are efforts being made to address that, even if it is, you know, homebrew stuff like you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you can I was always, um, uh, I was called... Um, I can't remember now what's called as a kid. I, I, I did a, uh, I, I did a big tie, tie, save the tigers campaign uh, when I was when I was a young teen, and um, people didn't let me forget uh, forget about it. And, <laughs> and then there was a turn for lights campaign in uh, sixth form. Yeah, um, you're the swampy of the film world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I actually was originally before um, I started. The film, uh, the film developing business. I, I actually wanted originally to go into um, biomass. Yeah. Uh, oh, interesting. So uh, there was a there was a chemical process where you could turn um, biomass into um, like a coal-like substance, but without the bad stuff. And uh, uh, in like in the process, it would take around I think two hours. And then, and you know, a lot of the developing countries, if they reliant on coal so i had the idea uh yeah of like you know um grow um grow um or biomass alongside um crops um there was i'm, I'm going away from now to, <laughs> to <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, it's all good. Uh, yeah it's um there's a there's a there's a particular tree that actually enhances growing cash crops and it's already grown in sri lanka uh, um, and the thing is, they just cut down the trees at the end of every harvest, chuck it in the bin, it's all the waste. Um, and I was saying that actually, yeah, you could just harvest them at the end of the harvest uh, and then turn it into a coal like substance. Um, Sri Lanka is 50% um, coal. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that and other countries. Uh, that was the original idea, but um, I never went through with it. It sounds like a worthy idea as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's the thing to get back to once you've cracked these film developing tablets. I feel it's important you finish yeah, yeah. that job first, James. Um, I know we talked about your website, but again, before we wrap up here, James, tell people again what exactly what they can expect if they come to the Zone Imaging Lab, the services that you offer. Because as well as doing um, developing, you do prints there, don't you? And you do scanning. So just give mm-hmm. us a bit of an overview of what people can find if they go there. Um, well, if they come here physically, they'll get very confused because it's a residential area. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that's always the case. Uh, come to James's basement. He's probably um, not a murderer, but we can't guarantee that. There's no Sunny 16 podcast guarantee on that. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, no, some people do come because they want to um, watch me print um, their stuff. Um, or sometimes they just ask me if they can just use my uh, dark room to print. Um, uh, but yeah, if they come over here, you, you have uh, uh, what they can expect from me is that um, hand always hand develop uh, black and white and do it to um, the way they want. If they have a custom request, so like they want higher contrast or something, I can modify developers for higher contrast. Um, I've had that before. Um, uh, I don't do it for. Uh, I don't charge extra for that. 
um uh the yeah c uh, c41 um was it just to my standard as well uh, um uh, for scanning i use the latest technology i don't see didn't see the point of buying a 20 year old frontier um so uh, i i actually employ um um and dslr um digitizing setup uh, using negative supply mm -hmm. uh, which is still a bit of a stigma in the film world um using a digital camera to digitize really? i see uh, my understanding is that the stigma is if, if you're not using a dslr you're doing it wrong i mean i don't <laughs> which is why i'm pretty sure i'm yeah. doing, but that to get the best results doing it with the dslr is the way to go isn't it yeah uh, yeah you'll get yeah people's the, the remaining argument today is color mm -hmm. but at the end of the day color was just an algorithm yeah uh, in the scanning process it's just a different algorithm ain't nothing um, but a lot of numbers as the song goes yeah uh and and uh yeah and dear and dear that what the the bit that the color bit there is getting better and better um it's 14 bit now you know a few years ago it was 12 mm -hmm. a few years before 10 uh, it will be 16 18 soon you know um uh, so i figured you know it's best to invest, invest in the future and I can get high high quality scans that way. Um, um, for scans that are higher resolution, sharper, um, particularly medium format, people have said like they've never seen anything like it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's I think that's my services really um, well condensed. I'm always happy <laughs> to people on the phone if they got any concerns or anything like that. Because um, it's, oh, it's this is just me. It's you know, it's uh, um, very um, personal. Well, we have a whole service is very personalised. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's great. I mean, as you said, you're a one-stop shop. People can get. I think it's perfect for people who um, maybe have more of an idea or, or want to take more control of what they're doing, but don't want to take that step of developing at home or can't because it's lack of space, yeah. lack of time, lack of desire to do it. Um, I think what you're offering there, and as we've talked about already, that fact that the information you have there enables people to make, even if they're not familiar with developers themselves, they can start making informed choices and then it becomes a feedback loop. You can kind of, by working up and building a proper relationship with you, you can see the results and go, okay, yes, I like how this works. This film with this developer, this works for me. And it's great because it also means that if at some point in the future you decide, mm, I want to have a go at doing this myself, you have a starting point because you know what you've been doing up until this point as opposed to yeah. it being a well i send it off to the lab they do something with it and i'm very happy with the results but i don't know what the something they do is um, yeah it's great you know other labs nearly all other labs are used xtol mm. so you so you get a very standardized look from other labs if they either use xtol maybe lc29 or, or, or Tech hd um but um, that tends to be for main three of other labs. So it's a very standard process. And um, yeah, so that if they can get that personalized look, and that's exactly what happens with my customers, um, they find a combination they like and they and they stick with it. And uh, they, they still have to choose which developer they want every time I make an order. But I, I, I remember those customers and the combinations just 
um, from the, the frequency they, they use it. And, um, so like uh, sometimes I, if they, they didn't pick that particular combination, I actually happen to notice a person's name and I'd be like, and I got my message, hey, you're not going through the usual. Um, yeah. <laughs> like a film bartender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, but they they, yeah, they they like the 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 fact that they can get the particular look they want, um, rather than just getting a quite standardised um, result f for um, both black and white and colour. I think it's yeah because the shame. I, I want to try to bridge that gap between you know labs uh, stand uh, like a standard service from a lab and and the, the um, flexibility you'll get from home developing black and white. That, Sounds very cool. Very cool. Um, we've obviously the website is the main place to go. That's the hub for everything that is zone imaging. Um, you've got all the information there on the services you provide, and also on if people want to give this five ten pyro go, which I very much do. I'm I'm going to give that a go um, because uh, it's always good to have another developer on the go. I know people say you should only have one and just really get to know that, but those people are wrong. Um, yeah, I actually disagree with just having one developer. I have I actually use all six, <laughs> and, and I sometimes make up some others if need to be, because um, uh, there's always um, you might there's a particular look you might want which is you might not be able to get with just using one developer, and some developers they they specialize in other things. So like Fortin Two Buff, it's best really great for pushing. Um, uh, well, fighting pyro is not good for pushing, for example. Um, for courses, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah fighting pyro is all about you know maximizing um, sharpness, minimizing the grain, and great printing. Um, that's that's what it's for. Um, uh, also, alternative printing, um, it, it, there is another benefit the stain acts as a UV blocker. Uh, so if you do cyanotypes, things like that, you'll get better contrast in your prints. Okay. I was going to say, if it acts as a UV blocker, surely you'll get nothing? <laughs> Not a total <laughs> oh, UV yeah. blocker. Oh, yeah, no, uh, no, you know, it's, it's varied. So unlike um, for highlights, they're, um, they, uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, well, the thing is that with uh, alternative printing processes are very low contrast. Um, naturally um, so what happens is that when if you're using like a regular developer you have to develop to a high contrast mm -hmm. and then what happens is you just have a high contrast negative and then if you want to print that in the dark room using silver gelatin um, that's, flexibility. that's not going to be printable it's not going to be printable so then what happens is that with Empire, you actually get negatives which are triply opt optimized for scanning printing in the dark room and alternative alternative printing in one go. Um, that's another advantage Jeff forgot to mention. Yeah, that, that's a good yeah. one to save for the end, that is, isn't it? It's like, and, yeah. and one more thing, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, as I mentioned, you have a hot, the tanning action, which hardens the gelatin, stopping development in the highlights. So you get very wide tonal range for scanning. Um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and the stain access, yeah, as I said, fake, fake density for um, for um, alternative printing. 
Yes. Okay, so I, I can say that what I've taken away from this conversation is that you are a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, James. And and and, and there, there are magical things going on in your basement, uh, and they can produce all sorts of uh, marvelous, uh, marvelous outcomes. So, mm. so, so, thank you, Mister Wizard, for coming and joining us this evening <laughs> and talking to us. Because, because the, I mean, you, know, uh, I, I don't have an education in chemistry, so I've kept up as best I can. Um, and uh, I often I often hide behind my oh well I'm just a consumer give me the consumer grade stuff but today I definitely felt like I was uh, needing a bit more of the theoretical education to keep up so you are a wizard uh, and I'm very glad to know a wizard actually because that could be uh, that could be really useful couldn't it <laughs> yeah. having a wizard yeah. on the on the team yeah yeah I I uh, yeah I I actually have a very much more in depth sort of explanation exactly how five tempire works scientifically. For how for for results it gives, but um, I I think I might bore everyone to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll we'll be writing your own papers, and in twenty five years, people will be coming to you for to to be their mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well um yeah we'll see we'll see about that yeah yeah cool all right well listen um thank you ever so much uh it's been great to talk to you thank um, you and uh thank you for coming to join us um uh you know it is uh, of course as as graham has said at zoneimagingLab.co.uk uh would be the uh the, the website to go and uh avail yourself of some magic folks uh and and get some of these fantastic uh, services and also uh the 510 pyro product as well as well as other things um we have been the sunny 16 podcast um and as ever it's been an honor and a privilege to talk with you all we will play you out now with rachel's band rocker uh, you can get their album Promises I Should Have Kept. Um, still available, even though Rachel is just about to take another turn in her life. <laughs> She's still a musician. Uh, she just might have, uh, uh, like, what's it they do at Bill and Ted's? They have, like, the babies in a papoose. Don't yes, they? yeah, exactly. Every, so I, I could just recently. picture it. I could just picture Rachel on stage, right, where, you know, play, playing. Um, how would you do? She's playing the violin. That baby have to be on her back, I yeah. wouldn't it? Definitely, it's, like yeah. in a little papoose. It'd be fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll work. Yeah. Um, so, so check that out. We'll have to do a, a video of that one when that comes around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but until now, until then, sorry, until now, until then, you can get the album um, uh, as recorded without papoose um, on all sorts of websites um, that do music. Um, and if it's not there, when you search for it, it's just not a good music website. So there you go. Um, and on that note. <laughs> As he climbs out of the hole, that is the ending of the podcast. So hot, so hot, everyone. (laughs) We will see you next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.